You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424. 424- 256 1729. That's 424 256 1729. And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing it, and we are here doing another Revenge Season 2, Episode 6. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, called Illusion. Yes. I, of course, am your host, Phil Svitek. Joined alongside tonight by only one co host, but nevertheless, we will deliver an amazing show. She is Gabrielle Loren. Welcome, everybody. What's up? What's up? Um, so, obviously, very, very good episode tonight. Lots to talk about, but I want to get started with the Gabby's quote. least favorite storyline. No, the quote. We always start with the quote. That's right. Let's start with the quote. Yeah, then the least favorite storyline. All right, let's start with the quote. So the quote is, if we choose to, we can live in a world of comforting illusion. And what do you think that means? I guess that's if you just start to believe your lies almost. You just are living in a world of lies that it just becomes a natural thing. You know what? Uh, Nothing's legitimate anymore. There's a pretty good quote. I forget who said it. It might have been. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to pretend to know who it is. But it, it, the quote goes, the artist lies to himself, the liar only to others. And so when you can convince yourself of your own lies, then you know what? You truly are an artist. Yeah. And I think it, it relates to all these people. Like, they just live in such, I mean, they believe all of their lies. They do. You know, and it's hard to now see what's what. I agree. I mean, I feel like everyone's just so lost in the story. They're all just lost. And it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. And I said this to Phil tonight that is, like, is Emily tired? Because I would be tired. After all of this, the plotting, the, the nonstop, like, thinking of her master plan and making sure everything pans out perfectly, it is exhausting just watching her. <laughs> Although uh, I love it, it's exhausting. It is, but when when you're motivated, you know, it gives you, it's something to do. It gives you uh, a reason to get up in the morning, and especially, like, for her, I'm, I mean, I'm, what she's tired of is that it's take, probably taken so long, but... You know, but at the same time, I actually think maybe this quote relates to her because I feel like she's comfortable, probably. Yeah, because she's living in her own illusion, so she's comfortable with it now. She is. So yeah, I would say that much about that quote. Fair enough. So now well, the most boring storyline. Well, <laughs> we'll definitely talk. We'll tie in the quote um, with all these different storylines. Yes. But let's start with um, kind of the bar. I'll call it the bar storyline. Um, we have the grand reopening, and again, it's nice to kind of see this. It, well, it's good 
to see this good fortune happening happening to Jack and things like that. Obviously, here's the problem. He signed a deal with the devil, um, whose name is Kenny Ryan. Yes. Um, again, uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of moving a little bit forward in terms of that. I I still don't understand his motives. I would like to know a little bit about him. Um, it's interesting how him and Declan are becoming kind of close. Right. You see kind of every episode they grow a little bit closer together. I almost wonder if this Kenny guy is part of the initiative. But why would they get involved with the bar? I just really cannot wait for that storyline to develop more because I'm very curious as to what his motive is. Yeah. But I think they're ultimately going to lose the bar probably. Yeah, I mean, it just sucks, especially what a nice thing for... um, for Jack to do with Amanda. And I thought it was going really sour when, uh, you know, he said, like, hey, do you remember getting that thing? And, and she was like, remind me. Like, oh, God. You know, because this is the second time that, you know, kind of her past has been brought up and she's had to make stuff up. And, but it went nicely. And then obviously, you know, hey, it's a simple thing. It's change. Um, one word can change everything. And then he proposes. And that was really a beautiful moment. Yeah, it was nice. Well said. Um but it's headed in, in like, but that nice moment just makes me feel like we're headed into ultimate destruction by Kenny Ryan. You think it's going to be destruction for the wedding too? No, not the for the not for the not for the wedding, and I just don't just for I, the bar and his life. Yeah, I think I think the on. because as he said tonight, um, Jack did. You know, I've forgotten. You know how lively this can this place can be, and how it was bringing me down, et cetera. Basically, his happiness is tied into the bar. Therefore, the bar is going away. Oh, God. He's going to be destroyed. It's stressing me out, yeah. That's like his baby, besides Carl, yeah. is the bar. Which, by the way, thank you fans for letting us know that Carl is the, was the father's name. That's right. why they named him that. And, in fact, it was a scene in Revenge. So we do apologize for that. But we thank you guys for participating and letting us know of our error. Yeah, we tend to forget things or miss things occasionally every now and then so it's really nice to have you guys as an audience partake in the communication that's right yeah it's very hard to get up here every you know it is it's we're one of you guys seriously we are you just sitting in front just of the more camera. forgetful and a little more forgetful <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i mean we all remember different things but that's why it's great to be communicating with our audience you that's guys right. yeah um and then uh, what, what did you think of declan and charlotte getting back together i thought I thought that was nice. Wah, for wah. No, what I think. Well, I, I've never really liked Declan, to be honest with yeah. you. But at the very least, you know what? Charlotte, I actually like. And so, if it's going to bring happiness to Charlotte in some sort of weird way, then I'm for it. Not for Declan, for Charlotte. How about that? Is that acceptable? Yeah, you know what? I am happy all in all that they are together because Charlotte does need that stability in her life. She needs somebody that she actually is real with and can trust because she doesn't have that in her own family, in her own blood. No. So it's only stability she has. I think it's good. You know, and it, and it will keep their plot line going, hopefully. Yeah. Because I think it was dragging ever since they broke up. That was a problem. And you know what was nice? It was nice for him to um, sort of recognize in that moment, hey, I got to go. Because, yeah, I mean, I don't know if the if the former Declan would have done that or not. I, I'd like to think that he wouldn't have. You know, he would have stayed with the bar and done what he needed to there. Right. But he just took off right away. You know, she needs me. Yeah. 
I like that. It means he cares, and they're meant to be together for the time being. So I think it's good. Um, and hopefully he can learn a thing or two from Jack about being, you know, a good man. I mean, Jack's problem is that he's too good of a man. That is Jack's problem. You're right. He is. He's always trying to please everybody else. That's exactly what it is. He never thinks about himself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to kind of wrap up this storyline, well, this ties into Kenny Ryan, but, um, you know, the, the liquor supply guy obviously being mad that he didn't get the sale or whatever, you know. Do you think that guy's going to come back or we're just going to kind of see it in a different reincarnation of... No, I think we're going to see that Jack losing all his um, ne- his network of friends and business partners. I think it's going to contribute to the falling a part of his business. Yeah. To show what this guy Kenny's capable of doing. He's going to ruin his relationships. So all in all, and not promising for... For the bar, Declan's, on the other hand, might be on the up and up. And, hey, did they have sex? Uh, that, well. was, that was a very sensual, like, what I don't know. I forget what they said, but it, uh, picture-wise, it said to me, come here, Declan, and take me. Oh, my God. How slow <laughs> was she, like, in pulling him? Come on. I'm sure they did, but clearly they cut for a reason. Up to your own interpretation. It could have been something similar. I think. I think. I think they. I think they consummated they the relationship. Did. I'm sure we'll find out in the next episode if they did. They'll probably start the scene off with them laying in bed or something. No, if he other. has a shitty eating grin, then he definitely. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Or when his brother questions, "Where were you last night?" and then he then he does the grin, throws up that grin. There you go. Guilty. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's 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 get into the main part of all of this, the, the wedding, and kind of let's start with the the pre wedding. We'll, we'll go in this order, obviously. Pre wedding, wedding, post wedding. I like that. Sounds good. Um, so let's talk about kind of everyone's prep for the wedding. Uh, a that was the fastest wedding I've ever seen. You know, hey, we're just gonna get married this weekend. Yep. <laughs> you know, hey, Thursday we decide to marry. Friday or whatever Saturday, that's it. And I also love how Victoria's dress is like a dark color. It's just so symbolic of everything going on. What color? I mean, how would you describe that color? And this is where I get really angry because I don't know like the color descriptions other than like red, orange. You know what I mean? Like other than the primary colors, I'm terrible. I would say it's like a brown gray. You don't have a creative term for that? You if mean this, like a fashion term? Like if this was Crayola, which crayon would it be? And you have the oh. 64 box set. Let's go. I don't know. That's a little difficult. How about darkness? <laughs> oh Scheming. I get the I one know. woman Scheming. who can't make up colors. Well, that's hard. Those are just like, I mean, anything dark, really. Dark in nature. Evil. Brownish green. A mixture of that. I guess. All right. More brown gray for me. Um, but obviously, I mean, not of a not a lot of people knew about it. People just kind of getting invited last minute. Yeah, it was a very last minute thing. Like Conrad just wanted to get it over with so they couldn't testify against each other. Yeah, but at the same time, people had to be invited. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about the Dan invitees? and Aiden. Oh, okay. You know, because uh, I think he's the kind of first person that we f- see get invited in all of this. Um, and of course, that also means 
It means two things. A, a, I love how him and Daniel are kind of growing together. Um, and then B, obviously out of that, he's like, can I bring a date? And then right. as soon as we heard that, we knew where this was headed. I just don't know why knowing that Emily was the ex-fiance to Daniel, why he'd even try and bring her as a date if he wants his trust. Don't you think that it's kind of stepping on his toes by bringing, stepping on Daniel's toes by bringing the ex-fiance? As his date, as Aiden's date? Uh, I, I guess I would agree with you, but at the same time, I don't know. There's, there's unfortunately, like, I don't know. I think, I think guys have a tendency to, that, that they can rise above that. Sorry to be sexist. So it's, like, okay in your world? It's, like, not a big deal? I don't know. I mean, how— You just pass them around? <laughs> I mean, how, how, do you, how do you think Dan should take it? And, and you know what's, what's weird is that um, in some strange way, at least from, from everything that happened tonight, it's making Dan realize that he did make a mistake and that she is worthy of, you know, um, someone that he should have stayed with. But and he's that, jealous that she went with Aiden. So clearly he kind of was stepping on his toes, I guess, right? But again, it's, it's, it's forcing an action in Daniel to be like, hey, do, do you right, regret so this? Part like, of a plan, I guess. I don't know. A bigger scheme. Could be. I mean, it, A, it got Emily to the wedding. Because doesn't Emily want invite. Daniel's trust regardless? So in that sense, it works out for Emily because Daniel still has feelings kind of for her or is still kind of speaking of the past. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Also, you know, as he explains it, like, hey, he, he doesn't know anybody here apart from Ashley, and he's obviously not going to take Ashley. Um, but did you catch Ashley's line? I did. Well, well, she pretty much said when she was dancing with Aiden, like, it seemed as if you two knew each other for a really long time, right? Yeah. Or for many years. Yeah. So I feel like Aiden is not so smart about his... I I mean I guess his like identity, like he's not being smart. He's well, that also go, that also also reflection on Emily, in that case because yeah, but she, she doesn't know what's being said and she doesn't really. I, you're right in some senses, yeah. I guess. No, but I in that sense I completely blame the way they're interacting together because it's the way they're interacting together. I mean, if that was the case, Emily would be like, "Hey, stop, stop." You know, we're right. we're coming off like we know each other. However, when your emotions are involved, you get distracted, right? That's true. According to Takeda. And uh, yes, <laughs> two small details. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, the later later on quote goes. You know, you have to with your illusions. You have to be careful. Every detail must not go unturned. And obviously, we'll talk about the big mistake that um, Emily made, or it wasn't really her mistake, but it's a detail that she certainly overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is another one. You know, that she's kind of overlooking because she's unaware of it, you know? Um, and do you, do you th- I mean, how do you become aware of a thing like that? I mean, aware of what exactly? Of, of how she is interacting with Aiden. I mean, that. Because if you think about it, Aiden just I, kind of popped into the picture, was a, you know, person close to Takeda handling financial business. But that's like, I'm, I'm, you know, making a case for your argument. They should be ultimately way more careful. They should. And Emily should know this. If not Aiden, Emily should know this. She should, but that's why I think the emotions are playing a strong role in this. She's getting distracted and she's not really paying attention to the fine details and covering her, her back. Yeah. She's kind of forgetting 
that she still has to cover her illusion to everybody else. Yeah. Um, and while we're on the subject of kind of this square triangle, or no, square love, whatever. usually it's a love triangle. This is yeah. square love. Whatever I feel like everyone's in triangles right now. Daniel, Ashley, Emily, Too many Jack, triangles. Amanda, Emily. Um, but like yeah, with your... Aiden, um, Emily. Like you revealed in our news and gossip, um, you know, the, the two dancing together, right? Daniel and Emily and then Aiden yeah, and Ashley. Yeah, a while ago, right? The picture. So it came true tonight and obviously we, we saw the circumstances and, and as we predicted, or you more specifically predicted, it ended up being right. But again, uh, interesting, interesting how it's now making again Daniel feel like okay, you know, you dump, you cheated on me because I was becoming a Grayson, and you were right. What if, what if I wasn't becoming Grayson? And then, you know, um, obviously uh, Emily had to talk with her mother early on, and I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't become a Grayson, blah blah. And uh, I, I think, you know, I, I, you mentioned it today. That I think she didn't have feelings for Daniel. Right, because she said to Aiden, I walked away because he pretty much was following the f- in the footsteps of a Grayson. Yeah. But that was her reasoning for walking away. So it's not that she walked away just because it was her time in her illusion to walk away. But she actually had feelings for him and she probably would have stuck it out if he proved Himself. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, I in in season one, you guys may rem- remember I was saying that he was going to be the ultimate pawn, her thing, and he was just going to get played. But you know, um, he could have been he could have been an ally. He could have been an ally to take down the Graysons. Yeah, yeah. But now his now, own family. Now he's an enemy. He is. He'll always be an enemy for the time being. Um. All right. Let's let's talk about Conrad and uh, Victoria, and. Obviously, they both have their motives for getting married, as Charlotte gracefully points out. You know, I know. What was her line? It was so. It was such brilliant. I know you both want to get married, but what about the why you want to get married? Yeah, she's like, I don't want to be a part of another PR stunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she knows something's going on. That there's a real reason behind the wedding, the renewal, or whatever. Yeah. She knows there's a reason, and it's not just because they care about each other, because they don't. No. And uh, <laughs> I, lo- I love Conrad putting in the effort, and obviously it comes back to bite him um, in the ass, with the, with the cuffling especially, you know, CG, Conrad Grayson, and that becomes obviously uh, at the crime scene and all that. Um, now, let's talk about the gun for a moment. Because obviously it didn't the come in, gift. It didn't come into play quite yet tonight. You know, I mean, it sort of did when Conrad came back from bail and whatnot, but she didn't really fire it. You know what I mean? But like, right? Hey, it's not a typical gun. It's a. It, it's. I wouldn't say it's like bejeweled, but kind it's of. kind of bejeweled, kind of white. You know, uh, so obviously you can hide it in your purse or whatever. Why that gift? Well, he said it's for her to protect herself in case he wasn't able to. However, does Conrad really care if Victoria is protected? I feel like he kind of wants her dead in some senses, even though he did save her from the plane. But I he didn't really save her th- from the plane. Well, he did because they had Gordon, right? It wasn't just a kidnapping because it was a fake kidnapping. 
Didn't he make sure she was... Oh, he didn't no, know. No, You're right. He didn't save her from the plane. No, he didn't. <laughs> and he knew that she was going to die if she got on the plane because he said, yeah. if you get on that plane... It'll be the last thing you do. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my bad for that. But So, yeah, why does he have regard for her life? Why did he give her a gun? Yeah, I mean, his That's quote... That's weird. It, I don't, I don't quite know what his motive with that was, you know, and maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but, you know, just kind of weird. It is weird, because what does he think? At that point, everything was supposed to be smooth. Like, he didn't know he was going to be arrested for anything. Hey, Martin, I'm going to call on you. You in there, Martin? Yes, sir. All right. Um, is it bad luck to see your bride before you get married in her dress? And, I don't. And I what don't, does that equate to? Like seven years bad luck? Like what are we talking here? I don't know if it's bad luck, but it's becoming very popular for people to do that. It's called yeah. the first look. But at the same time, if they've already been married and they're just doing it again, does it really matter? No. It's, it's the tradition. It's the. But it's, it's not traditional ceremony. to get married, divorce, and then marry again. So like, you're already not do- being traditional. <sighs> Fine. I just wanted some extra. That would have been a nice tie-in to, like, you know. You know what? I have a feeling that the gun thing, maybe there's something going. Because, you know, Conrad's had numerous meetings with the initiative previously and prior to his arrest. And maybe it involves Victoria's life or maybe she's in jeopardy or could be in jeopardy. So maybe that was him trying to help her in some way. And give her a gun because maybe something's gonna go down soon. I think I you're know. right. I don't. I think. Um, I think you're right in the sense that again, at that point, he doesn't know that Gordon is dead. Um, and at any point, you know, as right. the closer they are together, the more they're gonna go after. They can go after each of them, and obviously, you don't want Victoria to be kidnapped, murdered, whatever the case could be. And so, okay, all right. I'm glad we worked that out. Uh, let's talk about the photo because that was a huge tie-in, especially to Kara and that storyline. Right. Because we see we see initially that um, she, David Vic- Clark Victoria is looking at the photo, and and I forget, you, you know, in that moment, I up until then I had forgotten how powerful that photograph actually is. You have David Clark, and then you have Gordon, and then obviously Victoria is for David Clark. Kara <laughs> is for Gordon. Um, and Car used to be for David Clark. I guess. I mean, I don't know what. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell that relationship was like. Unstable, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Um, but obviously, I, I mean, did you think Kara saw the photograph? You know what I was also I mean, wondering she, though. Does Kara know that Gordon killed David Clark? Does she know? I don't think. I don't think she knows that. Because I wonder if she knew how she Victoria, feel. Victoria didn't. Either, up until yeah, yeah, you're right. Up until you know, I guess when she found out because of video or whatever was leaked to her. Yeah, with knowledge of, of what happened. But that's, I mean, I wonder if that would change her opinion on the whole situation. Cara's opinion. No, because I don't think she liked David. I don't know. But it was the father of her child. I mean, she must have liked him at some point before she went crazy. Yeah, (laughs) this is a really weird storyline. There's still so many unexplained things. I think that's really what it comes down to. It is, but I think ultimately, 
and, and she said it, right? You're either on David's side, you're on Gordon's side, or you're on the Grayson side. Or the initiative. Or the initiative. So I guess four. <laughs> right? Um, and so I, I think her and David were opposites. And she was with Gordon. And therefore, again, it was the perfect, like, awkwardness of, wow, Victoria and David Clark, Carr and Gordon, one photograph, two women in a room. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Victoria tore up the piece so that when later on um, Carr is there, she only sees David Clark on a jail bench. Quite intriguing. So had, she does not know. She does not. They had, um, she can't correlate it. They had, uh, they had a lot of good, good scenes together tonight. Um, and, in fact, all of their scenes thus far have been amazing. But just uh, especially the the end one, like, hey, you know, I'm surprised, you know, you talk about keeping keeping safe and all that. Did you know that Gordon was dead? Blah, blah, blah. And, and relating it to this sounds like this sounds like someone who's who's suffering from loss. Very, very strange conversation. What do you think? Where is their relationship headed? And I know this is more of a prediction. Victoria and Cara. Cara, yeah. I think Victoria now knows that something went down with Gordon and Kara because she, I don't know if she was gasping for her life, thinking she was going to be thrown over the balcony, or if she was gasping because she figured it out. Like, Kara was dating Gordon or had feelings for Gordon. Yeah. You know? She probably doesn't know about them being married because I don't think she was wearing her wedding ring. However, she was massaging her finger, her ring finger. Oh, good pickup. So, you never know. I don't think she was wearing the ring, but I think she was touching her finger excessively. Yeah. And it was also, uh, you know, in their earlier conversation, Cara said, you know, I, so I, I know, understand it that Gordon spoke with you every day. Uh, well, my torture spoke at me. I didn't really, you know, I was the one being tortured. Um, so it was interesting kind of, is Cara's world kind of shaking up by this? And she's kind of trying to figure out who the real Gordon Murphy is. I don't think she has a doubt in her mind who he was because nothing has been exposed for about him for her to believe he was someone that was bad. You know, is she, she believing an illusion of him? Well, what she's believing whatever he portrayed to her. Yeah. And that was the loving husband. I love you, Cara, whatever her flashbacks were. But that could have also been an illusion. That could have been him trying to keep her from everybody else. Yeah. That could have been an illusion. Maybe he didn't care about her at all. You know? Yeah. But I almost doubt that because it seems too legitimate for that to be like made up. The flashbacks, it seems like he really does love her. I, I think he really does love her, but at the same time, she's believing an illusion of him. I mean, he's certainly not as innocent as she believes him to be. Yeah. And, you know, I think she's ultimately protecting him. Just like, I think there's some bad stuff that we're going to find out about David Clark. I don't know. Um, and it's also interesting, the one point that uh, Carr walked in with, like, uh, you know, to find a second chance, to get a second chance of love is very rare. To get a third and a fourth, you must be some sort of temptress or whatever she says. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a really good quote. Right. Yeah, um, I did, too. It was good. Let's uh, it in her face. <laughs> let's uh, let's get to Mason Treadwell, who obviously um, came in like a lightning bolt last episode and continued his... Uh, Aggressive expansion, so to speak. 
Um, so I love how immediately after after the events of last episode, Amanda and Emily are talking about how to rectify the situation and send Treadwell down this bad trail. And right away, I mean, I, I didn't predict this obviously last episode, um, so I'm not giving myself too much credit. But as soon as she, um, Amanda asked, what do you have in mind? Oh, Gordon in the body. <laughs> so that was, uh, I thought that was very clever, right? Um, it's clever to set up Conrad and to, like, again, bring down the Graysons. However, Mason keeps getting more information about what's going on behind the scenes Again, I don't think Emily's thinking about everything anymore, and I think her plots are starting to fall a little bit apart. Well, there's just too much to think about, and she doesn't have the uh, luxury of a board like Mason does to keep <laughs> things track. I mean, we'll we'll definitely also have to talk about Padma and Nolan right. and that kind of situation. But um, and it was also interesting, Amanda and Mason they have their little meeting, and and she gets you know obviously Mason down that path. But she also says to Emily, like, next time he goes after my family, I'm handling it my, my way. Yeah. Like, you know. As in she might murder him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, well. Wouldn't be her first time. It wouldn't be the first time. But it also, here, here's the problem with that. And I don't even know if it's murder. But any time that it's not Amanda's plan, she's not in control. And then it could, you know what I mean? And then it, think of all the mistakes that Amanda made today, or Emily made today. And we thought, you know, that she had it under control. Now imagine if someone else just goes off rogue, right? Well, that just might be the demise of Amanda at that point. Because if Amanda decides to take it in her own hands, then people are just going to look at her if she gets set up, you know what I mean, as a murderer, and she's going to ruin her own life. Yeah, but think think of how tied in they are together. I mean, forget forget what Mason knows now. They're tied in, but I'm saying like in the public's eye, but if the- they find out she murdered somebody. Yeah. She'll be framed. She'll just be looked at like her father. That's she will. But but Emily's going to have to suffer the consequences because she's the godmother. Right. So who's going to have to take care of the child. And then like, did you know this? And Jack's going to ask questions like it's 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 a snowball effect. Yeah. But you know what? The whole idea, Emily said, was to also bring down Mason Treadwell. So I almost wonder what's going to be in it for Mason. Like, how are they going to bring him down? Yeah. uh, Are they going to think are they going to try and make it seem like he set up Conrad and it really wasn't Conrad who murdered Gordon? You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder how they're gonna do that. Yeah, and I thought I thought that would kind of come out in this episode, especially okay. at the wedding. We had a we had a wink from Nolan to Emily, and then Emily to Aiden. I joked about it. We should do a wink where I wink to you, you wink to Martin. Martin winks to me. <laughs> so that was my wink. Like we all know something's going on. Something and is going on. You know what? Something triangle. is going on. Something is going on. I'm gonna take this moment to tell you what's going on. Um, here at AfterBuzz TV. I've been reading the comments on iTunes, um, so thank you guys for for doing that. It, it helps. Um, right now, we're sitting at a three point five. That's above average, you know, out of five. I would like us to. Why don't we shoot for next week to get to four people? You know, I think I think we try to do we try to do a really good job, and uh, we also try to incorporate you guys as much as possible um into the conversation and uh you know if you, for those of you who have been tweeting with us and on youtube and things like that you guys have you guys have seen the love we definitely show the love right um so i'm urging you guys to rate and comment on itunes and uh you know let, let's get up to four stars eventually i want to get to five but let's let's you know baby steps here uh 
Um, so please, guys, uh, really try to do your part. Um, rate and comment. If you've rated in the past, you know, feel free to re-rate us. You know, let us know how we're doing now. Give us your thoughts and opinions on anything that we can improve. We'll gladly do it. And then, secondly, tell a friend. Um, you know, I'm sure you you have a lot of friends that are fans of Revenge. Let them know, hey, we're out here too. So, and uh, you know what? I guarantee you they'll appreciate it. Right. So, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> um, where were we? Mason Treadwell. Oh, the tie-in. Yes. So, yeah, I, I thought they were going to tie that in, but clearly they didn't. Yeah, hopefully next episode, because I just don't see him being out of the picture, and I, the only thing I could see is them setting him up for setting up Conrad. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this. Uh, it was obviously very strange in terms of what happened with uh, Victoria and Treadwell because he called her and she says you have um, you have terrible timing. Actually, right. blah blah, and so then she knew what was going down, but yet. She's not very happy about, right? I mean, I don't know. She just didn't, especially her hatred towards the end when he comes in. And she's like, you know. Like, what are you doing here, pretty much? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I don't know. Where where do they stand, Victoria and Mason? Well, I think it's a love-hate relationship. I mean, Mason just meddles so much. But at the same time, she has to do her best to kind of. Like it was Still like literally keep him around in a nice way because he has so much information. But she's not even being nice. Well, I mean, as as in she can't kind of like completely dismiss him. Yeah. But she also wants him to keep doing what he's doing because she was I mean, clear to us, she seemed content over the phone when she knew that Mason and the authorities were at her place. Well, she she was to during me during the wedding. To me, it feels like she just took uh, really the lesser of two evils. I mean, she I, I think she kind of knew what she was getting into. I mean, she's absolutely a hundred percent not happy about it. But still, Conrad being in jail was better than the alternative. Right. Which I think by this point, it's like survival of the fittest. She just has to do what's going to make her safe. Yeah. She has to look out for herself. Really, that's what it comes down to. I don't think it's about her kids. I don't think it's about the family business. I don't think it's, you know what I mean? I think it's just about her and saving her. Yeah. That's it. And, uh, you know, this kind of this kind of goes back to um, a few episodes when they were talking about, you know, making fast decisions and things like that. She made decisions really fast. I mean, the fact of, you know, Dan, when uh, when her and Dan were dancing, she took the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? You don't want to come off to the board as a young kid, blah, blah. Don't give yourself more credit. You know, the board must see you as a replacement for your father. Um, with Conrad, she says, no, let's stay here. You know, I want to wake up tomorrow as a family. Like, <laughs> obviously, yep. he's mad about that line later on. Um, but again, she she thought well on her feet. You know, in those moments. She did what she had to do to, I don't know, just survive. <laughs> really, that's what, like, what it is. But it's unfortunate because it's like after so many different events and the things that they go through, like, why does Conrad keep trying to, like, work with her as an ally? Because it's just not working out. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think. They've not helped each other. I think he has no one else, A. Like, the initiative can help him, 
but at such a great like they're not his well allies. he now has the initiative to help him since he made a deal with them well they're not we need a better term than help help is something a friend does to a friend they are like blackmailing him i don't know if that's well, the right word but at the same time they're promising him He's promising them something and they're promising him something. And I think in order for him to also survive, he made this deal with them so that he is in safe zone. Yeah, but So they are helping him in certain sense. They're the, giving him what he wants so that he can give them what they want. Here's the interesting part that came out. Um, you know, it had not been for David Clark, Conrad, I think, would have taken the fall for the jetliner. Because he didn't know about that. So... You know, it's interesting. I mean, again, I think I think if if I'm to take um, Victoria's situation as a microcosm for what's happening with Conrad, mm-hmm. again, he took um, he took the quick deal in order to. I think if anything, here's the thing, right? Um, Jack partnered with Kenny because it was an easy solution. Victoria, I think, partnered with Mason Treadwell because it was an easy solution. Uh, and then you have Conrad with the initiative because it's an easy solution to get out of jail and obviously kind of get, you know, um, pardoned or whatever you want to say. What comes, what it comes down to is nobody's thinking here. It's just like the fastest response they could give. The fastest that gets me out of trouble. Exactly. Right now. It's always about the now. So um, nobody's thinking about consequences. No, so that, that's that's what I'm most worried about. Um, so let, let's talk about the meeting with the initiative. Um, yes, this woman is creepy, by the way. Yeah, she is weird. Oh my god, it's nice to see a woman in charge too, like handling business and like kind of intimidating Conrad. Uh, Conrad, he was really depressed. I mean, he was yeah. about to cry. He looked like he was tearing up. Like, you know, yeah. my life is ruined. I'm going to be... Either, over. Like, I'm literally going to be dead over this. Yeah. And then, what do you know? He's out of jail within 24 hours on bail, like, for a murder. That's pretty sweet. Well, that just goes to show the power of the initiative. It does. So, which means that there probably are a lot of inside people. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely have to get into more predictions about what that means. Like, it's going to be worse than last time. I mean, that's frightening. Yeah. Well, okay, so the woman said, like, you you have a choice to make. Um, can we count on your service? That's what she said to Conrad. You have a choice to make. So being that he has a choice to make, I think it's going to be between Victoria. I don't think, no, 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 no. I don't think he has a choice. I think the choice was either either suffer here or we'll get you out and you help us. I think that was I the choice. I think it was that too, but I think within their agreement... He had to make a, dis- a very hard decision. About Victoria? Could have been, yeah. I, that's what I think. I think it's going to like be a- about the family. Right. Something bad's going to go down, I think. I think he knows more than he's telling. I, I mean, I don't—we'll uh, see, because she didn't really give him much to, to go off of. I mean, although Conrad said to Victoria, I don't think I'll know until it's too late, like we mentioned, I still think he has some inkling to what the potential is. Yeah, I think you're right in that sense. Um, all right, let's get the the discovery of Gordon Murphy. <laughs> um, obviously, I love how uh, that kind of starts up where Nolan just gets uh, what what did he call him? Nolan? Hey, Mace. Oh yeah, on the phone he's like, "Yeah, what up, Mace?" Yeah, I love how he just short terms his name like they're best friends. Yeah, 
<laughs> He's so funny. That uh, character. I love it. Yeah, of course I can hack a phone. And then, um, again, we'll talk a little about um, Nolan's situation. But for now, uh, Mace, Mace finds... <laughs> He opens the door and he puts all the things together for the murder and it's it's, it's what he wanted. You know, it was, it was sort of, you know, obviously Emily set it up, but in many ways it's what he wanted to come out of the illusion. Mason's more of like a detective, I feel like, than a journalist because I feel like he's like a, like a well, private that's what investigator. An, well, an investigative journalist kind of is that, don't you think? Is that really what is that his title? Investigative journalist? Well, yeah. Because, yeah, he's, like, going undercover, like, going to, discovering murder scenes. Like, he is in it. You know what I mean? Like, he's the definition of private investigator, except he's not so private when he approaches everybody. But. No. Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, it puts all these things together. And then he, he definitely is smart. I mean, just pick, pick. We'll talk about, let's talk about the juvie thing. Because that's a huge, not a slip up on Victoria's part, but. Well, she doesn't know who she's supposed to be defending, you know? So she called Emily a juvie girl. And then Mason, since he has his little map, put it together and made the connection between Emily and Amanda being at the same juvenile detention center. Yeah. So very, very scary times. Yeah, so them. he's going to research that one. It's yeah. It's going to be a so hard let's, times ahead. Because uh, um, we're kind of getting to the predictions territory, so we'll definitely pick this up just in a moment. But let's talk about Nolan's situation. Um, Emily's, Emily's giving him a lot of grief over this. Like, wait, A, you're going to the wedding. B, you're taking her. Are you nuts? Padma. Um, and then do you think that he kind of resolves that whole situation when, when they talk? I think he does because you can tell how much Padma cares about him. She's like, no, but but you don't understand. And she's like trying to defend herself and then she listens to him. So I think that they're okay. Because you know what? There's a reason why he wanted to get to the bottom of it because he's not like Emily in the sense that he just wants to automatically assume and judge somebody. He wants to get to the bottom of it in his own way. Yeah. And give them the benefit of the doubt. So, I mean, he cares about her, this girl, obviously. So he took her to the um, ceremony. And, you know, it was also interesting that she approached Daniel and told Daniel that it's fine. Like, we're not, we're dropping it pretty much. Yeah. Like, there will be no further investigation into the, that contract. And it's interesting because Ashley kind of said the same thing. You know, like, hey, I think Aiden might be pulling this out of his ass. And, um, you know, but... Ah, just so many things. As I'm thinking now, again, in terms of Aiden and and creating a trust with Emily, like, she still doesn't know that, you know, he's egging Daniel on to kind of go after this investigation. And obviously, you know, uh, she's helping Nolan, and uh, whether or not it helps her, you know, that that could be debated. But she cares about him, and that's by Aiden doing what he's doing. That's against the direct wishes of Emily. So she doesn't have his trust. Right. And you need trust to create an illusion. Yes. That's what one of the quotes was. But, however, also with the Padma thing, you see at the end, Nolan says to her, well, how far are you willing to go to help us, help our company, pretty much? Yeah. So I'm wondering how much information he's going to divulge to her about everything in general. We'll find out. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, let's get into predictions. 
because we have a lot to predict. Yes. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Um, all right, let's 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 start with Mason Treadwell, because that's the note we kind of left off on. Where does it go from here? Yikes. I think he either has to be murdered or someone's going to set him up for Gordon's murder. Who does he... Okay, let me ask you this. What is what is the first action that he takes? What do you mean? With oh, this knowledge, yeah. With oh, this knowledge, does he yeah, go after? Yeah. Does he go directly after Emily? Like, what does he do? How does how does this knowledge help him? And what what does he do with it? I think he's gonna go straight to the detention center if it still exists. Find out if she was there. Get the information he needs, and then go right up to Emily, and. Put this information into her face, but you know, if he was smart, but, but, instead but, but of but we've already seen we've already seen people kind of defend both of them at you know what I mean. Um, oh right, because they have, but he doesn't know who's working with who. He's yeah. totally out of the loop. However, he might try to get information. We don't know what's going to happen. But if he does confront Emily with this information, like he always confronts everybody, then it's going <laughs> to be a big problem for him because she's going to put an end to his life or an end to whatever he's trying to do. No. You know, it's like she's not trying to dig her own grave, so she's gonna make sure somebody else's grave. I love is how dug. it just goes around, and it'd be like the equivalent of me like throwing this across the table, like, "Hey, I know you murdered that guy. Here's the photos." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, I can't really say much about that. <laughs> um, you know, so he, yeah, he has a real sneaky way of just throwing evidence on you. He does, but it's weird because most, I mean. It's like he interrogates people, but yet that's not something you should not approach someone you think is a murderer, someone you think is this, and, like, confront them to their face with these accusations. Like, that's dangerous. He's crazy. Let me me ask you this. Uh, He's on a mission for the truth, right? That's what he said to Victoria. I believe it was last episode. Truth is, in order to have an illusion, you must you need truth. Is therefore a truth an illusion, and is ultimately what he's going to find an illusion? But you know what? He keeps trying to problem solve. If he was smart, he would just write his book and give everything he knows. You know what I mean? Instead of just go do everything as he goes along. It's just so stupid. It is. Well... What, Did we get previews? Else? Oh, we didn't watch. Did we not watch the previews? We didn't. Ah, good job, Bill. We missed the I just previews. Just realized that we... you're so ready to I know. come in and do the show that you forgot to play the preview. For well, the, next so the, the 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 six 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 crew came in to watch their show, and uh, the, you know I was like, yeah, and they were all excited to watch it, and we kind of rushed out, forgetting to watch the preview. So I don't know what's going to happen next. So what do you think about the initiative? What do you think the deal was? What's your prediction on that? I mean, here's the thing. The, the, the first step that they took was basically on par with 9-11. Like, let's not kid ourselves. So what the, the next step, I mean, I, that's going to be, my goodness. It's going to be nuts. I mean, what, what's worse than 9-11? Like, that's what you're really asking. Martin, what's worse yeah. than 9-11? Uh, nothing. Nothing yet, anyways. I thank mean, God. Yeah, thank God, but nothing yet. I mean, they're going to have to, like, nuke a country or, like... But I think when he means worse, I think he means the jeopardizing people's lives that they know as opposed to, like, a massive... Like, I don't think he's even thinking of, like, the actual events of what took place on 9-11. I think he's just thinking about how they had to frame David Clark. 
You know, right, so it's going to be worse than just framing one person and throwing uh, them in jail. I'm about this. We're going to kind of follow the, the, the real timeline. You know, we have 9-11, then we're going to have the economic crisis. Obviously, oh, yeah. they've been lying. Obviously, Null Corp is somehow tied into this. Um, we know that... Captain's uh, he, broke. <laughs> we know that he's been lying about the books for investors because, you know, he wants to seem like, you know, they're on the rise. So, I don't know. We'll Do you think they're pl- they're going to play to, like, actual worldly events i, I mean in or some sense they kind of are one? i think in some i mean they're i mean it's obviously it's a story and things like that but you know they're borrowing from life and things like that so who knows anyway that's that's all i got all right i predict next week we'll have Catherine and anna no we won't have Catherine because she's going to be in australia yeah Catherine won't be here which by the way ashley is in australia as well from the cast they, that, so limited a, tweets tonight from her. Are they, are they meeting up? Maybe. You never know. Oh, sounds scandalous. <laughs> uh, anyway, where can they find you if they want to continue the conversation? By the way, obviously, we may have missed some things um, for time reasons, and obviously, we just kind of get in here. So if there's anything you want to talk about more, a perfect way to do that is to follow Gabby at... Gabrielle underscore Loren. There you go. So and can I add one more thing in? Oh, yes, the Red Cross. Yes. You guys, in light of everything with Hurricane Sandy and what's going on in the entire East Coast, we're both from the East Coast. Um, we know people affected. If you can, please donate or help out in any way you can because a lot of people do not have homes. I have a lot of friends that can't go home, lost everything. So it's like a really serious matter right now. And we also host the Jersey Shore after show. And, I mean, that was our baby at AfterBuzz TV, and there's yeah. no more Jersey Shore. It doesn't right. exist. So, I mean, if you can make a donation or donate supplies, you should definitely go out and help when, you know, it's a time of need. America needs you. So do that. That's right. Yep. And we, of course, need you to rate and comment yes. on iTunes. <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, anyway, follow us at AfterBuzz TV. Follow Gabby at... Yeah. Gabrielle. Gabrielle underscore Lorraine again. Uh, And we'll be back (laughs) next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.